Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is episode six of The Bowery Boys. Hello, Governor. Hey, it's the Bowery Boys. Hey. Hello there, and welcome to the Bowery Boys. This is Greg Young. And this is Tom Myers. Thank you for tuning in to us once again this week. For episode six of the Bowery Boys. Which is about Governor's Island. It doesn't sound like the sexiest topic in the world, but by the end of the episode, you'll be turned on. Promise Stay tuned. uh, Before we get into that, I just wanted to let you guys know, a lot of you have already visited the website. Uh, It's BoweryBoysPodcast.com. And we have a lot of stuff on there. It's updated two or three times each day. Anything you can basically call New York history from bizarre Da Vinci Code-esque archaeological digs downtown to old nightclubs in the 70s. Anything that we we geeks could consider history. So. I loved your first post this morning, actually, Greg, about the bizarre triangles found around the city. Y- yes. Well, it's a, and it was this old building where they found these peculiar triangles no one knows what they mean they could have some sort of esoteric freemasonish meaning so, right, so yes. tune in to boweryboyspodcast.com to check it out and comment. then right and then we're also you know you download us on itunes of course but probably i mean there are <laughs> other places yeah. to get us but if you did come through itunes we'd just like to take a second to say thank you and also if you'd consider logging back into itunes and writing a review of the bowery boys podcast it can really help all of us out because well let's just say that there's some Technical issues that we've been processing with iTunes, namely our photo is still not on our podcast. Because we're, you know, we're very, we're, we're very attractive souls, so we want <laughs> you to see us. And so, yeah. So anyway, so anyway, your your review can actually help us out, and it can help get us noticed. And um, yeah, we'll be forever grateful. <laughs> Now, you may be wondering why we're doing Governor's Island now when, you know, we haven't done Statue of Liberty or Empire State Building or, or you know, Staten Island. You know, we haven't even done Staten Island. And here we are doing Governor's Island, which is, you know, smaller and a lot of people don't know about it. Personally, for me, this is my favorite thing to do in New York City this summer. Like my discovering this was has you know, change my your, experience. Your favorite thing this summer has been to to visit <laughs> Governor's Island. My favorite, like New York activity, has wow. been definitely, and I'll I'll explain why. I mean, it sounds a little strange, but you know, it's still kind of relatively unknown. It, you know, you take a ferry. It's like a five or ten minute ferry. It's not that big of a deal at all. Uh, it's still relatively unknown. Very easy to get to from downtown. Um, there's this amazing depth of history about the whole place. It goes back four hundred years. And you can sense that about the place because it's not really built up. 
Mm. Like it's it has this weird kind of ghost town feel to it. But there's you know, but there's two large structures on the island that are two hundred years old. Right. And uh, had it's plus on top of it the breathtaking views of Manhattan and the Statue of Liberty. And I mean, you can see, you can uh, from one end see Verrazano and turn your head and see all three bridges up um, the East River. It's right. just, it's, it's a really unique experience. And Governor's Island is also right now in the news because they're trying to figure out what to do with Governor's Island. So and, yes. there's this sort of newsworthy aspect to going out there now too. But I guess one way to start our podcast would be to, Absolutely, examine yeah. what Governor's Island even is. Um, yeah, just do a little quick little recap. Well, I do have a couple notes here. <laughs> um, just to give people, you know, to situate the listener, uh, Governor's Island is, in fact, an island of 172 acres, which is in New York Harbor. It's about a kilometer off the southern coast of Manhattan. It's between uh, that beautiful uh, Battery Maritime building, if uh, you can take yourself and your mind down to the Staten Island Ferry, uh, just north of that on the east side of Manhattan. It's, it's one of those uh, buildings that's just been recently redone. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's at Whitehall and South Streets. Uh, so it's between that and Brooklyn. It's legally part of New York City, uh, but that wasn't always the case, as we're going to get into later. Uh, during its 400-year history with the city, it served many different purposes as a Dutch trading post, as a luxury residence, as a fort, as an army base, as a coast guard base, and now as a city park that, well, they're trying to figure out what to do with. And um, I think, Greg, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that it's only accessible by ferry. Absolutely. I suppose you could land a helicopter. <laughs> I or like a, yeah, like a hot air balloon you probably Hang get glide. there, of course. Well, but, we yeah. actually went, we were there uh, this past weekend. Saturday. Yeah. And uh, what did you think of it? But I thought it was pretty amazing, yeah, for exactly the reasons that you said before, because it feels like a deserted island. You don't expect in New York City to walk into a situation where there aren't that many people around, and you can walk through time, really. And, uh, you know, there was, there were, I mean, not just, there was like an art festival going on there. They had, like, they were having, like, folk music. Like, Richie Havens was performing. Right. Odetta was there the week before. Right. All right, Tom. Yes. Flash, we're going to flash back here. We're going to go 400 years back into the past. Let's go back now. <laughs> so, Governor's Island, which was actually originally called Nutten Island or Noten Island. Noten Island. Um, by the Europeans who first settled there, which were the Dutch, um, and that was actually where they came before they settled in New Amsterdam. So they landed on Governor's Island? Correct. Wow. Uh, eventually, of course, they moved the whole kit and caboodle across to Manhattan. So It was only a seven-minute ferry ride. The island changed hands, of course, to the British when they took over New Amsterdam. That's when the name of the island became Governor's Island because the British decided that they wanted to have the royal governors for the territory of New York stationed on that island. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's basically been Governor's Island since then, even though it has that kind of antiquated name. Now, the island has actually saw a little bit of the Revolutionary War. There was an earthen fort built in the middle. George Washington was actually stationed there during the Battle of Long Island. Then, you know, after the Revolutionary War, when they decided that they needed to sort of build real forts, uh, so in the location where that earthen fort was, 
They built what is now called and is still there to this day, Fort Jay. It was built in 1794. And that's named after? It's named after John Jay. Right. Of course, throughout the Federalists, but he was also the, um, the first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Now, crazy enough, John Jay actually kind of fell out of popularity like during the 19th century um, for reasons we, which we won't get into. But for 100 years, then they called it Fort Columbus. And it wasn't until the beginning of the 20th century that when Columbus of- fell out of popularity. <laughs> yes, well. Well, pretty much. But then, so they went back to calling it Fort Jay. Uh, so Fort Jay is in the middle of the island, and the other sort of fortification that they built is called Castle William. It's actually um, along the water. Uh, you can even see it from Manhattan if you look across. Um, it's the brother fortification of Castle Clinton, which is mm-hmm. down uh, in Battery Park. There was such a strong defense for New York City that when the War of 1812 came around, I mean, the British came and they attacked Baltimore. They attacked D.C. They didn't even try to attack New York City because we had a really strong fortification, thanks, thanks in part to Castle Williams. On April 19, 1995, a federal building in Oklahoma City was destroyed in a domestic terrorist attack. Just days after the bombing, America discovered the perpetrator was right-wing extremist Timothy McVeigh, whose mindset and values are still very present today. It's an American tragedy, but one I still remember very vividly. But there is so much more to the story than what you might remember. Take a deeper look into this moment of history with the podcast Homegrown OKC, hosted by Jeffrey Tubin and based on his book. The Homegrown OKC podcast is about better understanding the political environment in our country today. In particular, I found fascinating all the original archival footage used in the show, sounds which brought me back to that time, but with a richer understanding of events. These episodes were thrilling to listen to. That's Homegrown OKC. To listen, search for Homegrown OKC in your podcast app. That's Homegrown OKC. Now, may I ask a question real quick here? Because uh, we have lots of historical documents and papers scattered about the <laughs> flurrying about uh, the the desk here. I'm hearing a lot about fortifications and about the army. So we had the Dutch settlers who were here, and then we had the governors who were going to be stationed here. When did it become this fortification space? Well, well in 1800 was the year that it was sort of given to. The country. It was Uh no longer New York. And it was around that time that the army became stationed there and stayed on the island all the way up until 1965 when the Coast Guard came over and took it over. And then the Coast Guard had it until 1996. So we've got from the 1780s all the way up to the 1960s. That is a long time. And and they've just been stationed like right there, like right outside in the water. It's, It's crazy. So anyway, let's flash forward to the Civil War. Let's do. Because at that point, uh, Governor's Island wasn't really used as fortification. There weren't that many like naval battles. So it was used in, in an interesting manner. It was used to house prisoners. Oh. And Fort Jay and Castle William were both used to house prisoners in a little different ways, though, because Fort Jay was a little bit nicer and in the middle of the island. That's where the officers, the Confederate officers who were captured, and that's where they got to go. And they could even have guests come over to visit them. They could play car, uh, play cards and play bas- baseball, basketball, baseball. <laughs> However, at Castle Williams, that's where like the grunts 
the Confederate, you know, the regular Confederate soldiers, and conditions there weren't as nice. It was a cholera outbreak. It was overcrowding. And you can visit this today, and you can see for yourself there that are, these were yes. not very pleasant conditions. There are still bars up on on all the. I don't know if those are actually from the Civil War, because then later it it, it became a, a, a sort of a prison, a, a holding cell for people in the army who right. were had committed crimes. But but the building itself is pretty creepy. <laughs> Definitely no. It's it's, it's like a like a haunted fort. Right. Absolutely. So post-Civil War then. So let's fast forward even to World War One, And this is a little surprising that, that Governor's Island, this little tiny island in the, you know, near Manhattan would have a real big impact on World War One. but it was actually a place where most soldiers went through before they went off to war. If you walk through the island, if you'll remember this, mm-hmm. Tom, and you see street names... All of them are named after like generals and officers who died in World War One, right? And monuments too. The monuments, the plaques that we saw in buildings and in the parks and things like that—they were all World War One officers, right? You don't see it with as many other wars because it has this real deep connection with the First World War. A lot of men were stationed there. A lot of the first African American troops were actually on this island too. A lot of them didn't get to see actual fighting because of just the segregation in the war, but they were also there as well. So it was a huge impact in World War One. And may I just add something? Right prior to, to World War One in the early 1900s, when they were building the Lexington Avenue subway, the 456, they actually took the ground that was dug up from that, that landfill, and they expanded Governor's Island, adding, wow, uh, 82 acres. Uh, Almost and, and doubling exp- it. In kind of, in a, in a, if you look at a map of it now and you see what was added, it's pretty, pretty impressive. And that's the section now that you can't really visit. Right, right. There's part of it that's still closed off to the public. So I think it's important to remember, however, that even though this was a military base and a major fortification, it also developed into a small town. It doesn't look like a military base. It does. It looks like a small college town. And I, I think that's what's startling as a visitor walking around. We're talking about leafy paths, wonderful views of Manhattan, and gorgeous 19th and early 20th century homes that well, that you can actually walk exactly. through. You literally, you can literally walk through the, their living rooms. There's also uh, an old an old church that's actually owned by Trinity Church, a really beautiful church. There's also a smaller Catholic church that is for very small congregations. Right. There's a bowling alley. There's uh, like a a YMCA that had like stage shows, even like in the 40s, uh, sort of to you know build up patriotism. And my or, favorite, I just have to say, I'm sorry, the movie yeah. theater that was built, I think, in 1939. Yeah. Uh, yes. Exactly. Yeah. And you could you could see movies up there all the way until the until it was closed until in the nineties, right? And they were you know just a, and it's just weird to see this really old rustic movie theater there. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. So and and there were actually some stage shows that debuted there. Well, Irving Berlin at the YMCA right. in the forties to sort of drum up patriotism had written a show and they performed it there and I think it even went on tour. So just briefly then, the Coast Guard was there, you mentioned, from 1966 until 1996. Yeah. Uh, You know, and a lot of stuff happened there just because it was, you know, the Army left, but the Coast Guard was there. Like in the 80s, Ronald Reagan, uh, you know, Vice President Bush and Mikhail Gorbachev actually had a summons meeting on Governor's Island. Perhaps less glamorously, also in the 80s, a Burger King opened in 1983. Well, it's a whopper of a change. (laughs) So and then, so then finally in 1996 the Coast Guard left, and then finally in 2003, right, 
January 31st, big day for Governor's Island. It, no, it left the possession of the United States government and back into the hands of the state of New York. That's right. Our dear President George W. Bush sold Governor's Island to the state of New York to then Governor Pataki and New York City Mayor Bloomberg for... One dollar. That is right. One dollar. Sold the whole thing, huh? The, well, 87% of the island... 13% of the island, which comprises Fort Jay and Castle William, is actually still owned by the Department of the Interior or National Park Service. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> One dollar for 87% <laughs> of the island. That's correct. Um, a little, just really quickly, a little bit of trivia. Because uh, uh, we got to lighten it up around <laughs> here, folks. We're getting far um, too serious. Those old vaudevillians, Dick and Tom Smothers. Oh, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> were born on the island in 1937 and 1938 because their father was a major. You can actually go to the place on the island where they were born. There's actually a little plaque. That's, wow. Yes. You think that they, you know, you think that they were superstars. Well, they were. Well, <laughs> a little bit of trivia. LaGuardia Airport actually may have been uh, based on the island. That was right. one, one plan that was being thrown around at the time. And, you know, he decided to move it to Queens, which I guess may be a little bit easier for a commute. <laughs> Though sometimes, I mean, if you're landing in LaGuardia, you feel like you're landing on an island anyway. You come right down on the water. And then a a Super 8 motel actually opened on the island in the 70s because, you know, they had, you know, their, you know, girlfriends and things would come out there and, you know, they got to stay somewhere. So they can't stay in their barracks. No, that's these are fascinating details. (laughs) So so anyway, the so, yes, as we said earlier, the island is being uh proposals to rebuild the place and you know some of them they're to make them public spaces with auditoriums hiking biking yeah there are a number of different proposals and actually when you get off the ferry at governor's island and make a, a hard right you one of the first places you can go is the governor's island information center and there you can actually see these proposals put forth. I don't think that they're really to be taken seriously because a lot of things are really kind of otherworldly. <laughs> Sci-fi, <laughs> yes. But but people are at least, you know, design firms are pitching these ideas. Uh, and I think that the only criteria is that they must provide a space for public enjoyment while being economically self-sustaining. Uh, so you can go check it out for yourself and see who the contenders are. And the island, by the way, is open uh, Wednesdays through Sundays. And unfortunately, if you're planning a visit to New York, uh, it's only open till September 2nd. They have it open very limited time during the summer. But if you're planning a trip, from, if you're not from here and you're planning a trip for next year, my arms raised. This is definitely a place you might want to check out because it's and really fun. So We look forward to the day when Governor's Island is open every day. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, well, I mean, there's and there a lot of people going out there now. It's already getting kind of the buzz is coming. So. And we would be irresponsible if we didn't mention that visiting the island on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays is only for uh, guided tours. If you head out on Saturday and Sunday, however, you can take your own tour and wander explore as, at will. Wander as you will. Yep. Well, thank you for listening. And uh, that was another, ep- another episode. I hope you uh, enjoyed yourself. Uh, as always, if you have any comments or questions you can always email us separately greg at boweryboyspodcast.com and i'm I'm tom at boweryboyspodcast.com and we've enjoyed hanging out with you and talking with you have a great new york week whether you live here or not see you next week
Bowery Boys is brought to you by Eurocheapo. Eurocheapo editors personally visit and review the best budget hotels in Europe. Now with hotels in New York City. On the web at Eurocheapo.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.